Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation, including Star vs. The Force of Evil, which we're getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Michelle Ander. Hello. Sam Quattro. Hello. And Alex Bonilla. Hey. It is more Star vs. Force of Evil. Big episodes. Uh, this episode, parentheses, S this week. Curse of the Blood Moon and others will be discussed on this podcast. Also, Out of Business and it, Kelly's World. That yeah, aired. dang. I, you, yeah. you were about to omit the titles of the other two episodes. Yeah. I'm, I know, like, I'm, I'm not others, putting them in the, t- in the title <laughs> of the podcast. I'm not going to put the other two. It's hard. There's five episodes airing a week. I don't know what to do with the podcast titles. But um, they are uh, today, March 31st, on Disney uh, Channel. And we'll be talking about that. Uh, like we do every week here in the Overland Admitted podcast, find us at overlandmitted.com, search us on iTunes at overlandmitted.com slash iTunes, or our YouTube is youtube.com slash overlandmitted. Um, very hyped up week of star episodes, Curse of the Blood Moon, Kelly's World, and maybe out of business, but Curse of the Blood Moon, big headlining event. Spoilers, of course, Michelle, did it live up to the hype? I had no hype, so I was so happy. I, I want to commend the show for taking the plunge not only with you know letting marco admit he likes kelly and kelly admitting the same but also forever crushing starco that was such a pleasant yeah. surprise <laughs> yeah forever not yeah. ever in a million years see the show letting go of those two but hooray platonic friendship forever this is great i'm so happy okay this is so awesome michelle oh is a, michelle's a notorious starco hater so there you go There's context <laughs> for that um so someone more pro starco sam what did you think uh okay it's it's hard to say because like i was definitely i was feeling it um you know just the vibe of like oh i like you but i don't want to like you i just want to be friends with you and then marco and kelly have their thing going on and it's just like so many emotions just happening all at once um i don't know if it was a good or a bad thing that they kind of had that tie severed together. It is a little bit sad considering how they were like, oh, I don't know if it was the blood moon or whatever that made us feel this way. And I was like, gasp. I was really into that idea that, you know, mm, yeah. you can't blame your feelings on some curse that your ex or your boyfriend at the time. And then you broke it, blah, blah, blah. Tom put, like put on them. You know, you kind of have to own up to your own feelings every once in a while. I don't know. Like, I, I just have a lot of feelings, and I feel like I should just go some read some fanfic about it. Oh yeah, you know that kind of thing. Oh yeah, we gotta love you. In this episode, will inspire many a more fic. That's good. Um, the original. Go go read some original Blood Moon Ball fanfic. There we go. That, there's tons of that. Um, is is this episode a fanfic of the Blood Moon Ball episode? Um, um, angsty, yes, fic, yeah, yeah, a- angsty yeah. for sure. Yeah. Oh, I love the angsty fic. Okay, yeah, then that's yeah. the angsty episode. Okay, it's right up. Yeah, I, I see. I see. I see why Sam would be into the end of here. This okay. Uh, Alex, another notorious anti-Starco person. This is not the right guy. Well, maybe maybe it is the right crew for this episode, <laughs> considering you know, the episode ended up being anti-Starco. What do you think, Alex? Is it a hot take to say that Kelly's World is a better episode than Curse of the Blood? Well, no, no one's because expressed that's what opinion. I, uh, that's what I came out of this with, honestly. Like, I, I, I Calico is alive and well. Although we'll get into like details, <laughs> breaking it down. But uh, yeah, so lots of relatable 
people's feelings. Yeah, about like, hey, like what happens if you have feelings with someone that you know they're not in the situation right now to like handle those and uh, how do you deal with it and stuff. So I, I think there's like a lot of stuff in there that's interesting to break down as like full episodes. I think that there's still like. It, it it doesn't feel consistent, and I think that's continuing the season, the the final season vibe of like there being moments of of goodness in the season, but like it, it definitely feels like all over the place compared to like the the quality consistency that we were getting in season two, and uh, and at the very end of the episode, like we keep leaving the door open for things. So it, while it and. At the time, it might feel like a triumph for, quote, anti-Starko people. But, like, at the end of the day, it's going to keep getting dragged till the very end of the show. So it's, like, kind of status. It, it, it almost feels at the same time like status quo. So that kind of hurts any, like, feelings of progress going on. So uh, it, it's it's complicated for me. So that's why I take solace in the Kelly episode, since that feels more standalone versus Curse of the Blood Moon, which is like a culmination of a lot of things going on in this season. So but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. But yeah, so Kelly's great. That, that, that's my, my, that's yeah, my you're thought. You're also a Kelly stan. That's why. You, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a lot of Kelly, pro-Kelly people here, as, as we all are. So we'll... I think she's fine. Uh, okay. There we go. That's yeah, that, that, that's acceptable. No. I guess yeah. that's, a, that's a pro Kelly. Like, like, who would be like? What has she done to be well, okay, anti? We'll get, into, we'll get into it. Yeah, no one can be okay. anti Kelly. She's too good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I agree with what Alex was saying at the end. This is the biggest. Like, so a lot of like, okay, this is it. This is the Tom Star breakup episode. This is Starko's getting together. What this episode does, Curse of the Blood Moon, is it just says, okay, we're really dragging this out until the finale, series finale, uh, which is uh, discouraging. But uh, it's certainly not. As much of the fandom has, like Michelle reacted, uh, the death of Stark. So you you do um, not believe that this is the end? Okay, you think so let's gonna for, for sure no, this is not the end. <laughs> this, guys, come on, Michelle. Do, Michelle, do you, do you really is... have the faith in this show that they're really going to end it here? Do you really yeah, believe not. that? He, okay, I didn't until I went back to the Kelly. I watched these out of order. I watched Blood Moon first, and then no. I watched the Kelly episode. And oh. when I the Kelly episode, I was. Like, oh my god like okay this kind of because that's the lead up to it marco's already interested in somebody else and she kind of already likes him so like there's another option now and and star still likes tom so it's fine they're all just getting the other person let me let me explain my read on the episodes we can say if we agree or disagree so yes there's certainly a lot of feelings between marco and kelly and kelly's world but it is all it all is brought up because the main plot line of this week is marco has feelings for star and they're becoming unbearable for him so that's the context for his he also has feelings for kelly but his feelings for star are um too hard for him to handle right now that's how we go in the curse of the blood moon it's all about marco having feelings for star then we also have a scene of the star has feelings for marco says tom which was interesting um and then the end of the episode is is the curse is broken in quotes what if it never really was the blood moon star was really yeah. feeling it and huh. they say at the end it, we only see our best friends now they're lying they're they're burying their feelings uh <laughs> this is because okay. you don't just let go of feelings like that. It was never I mean, the curse. They, it was their feelings for each other. It wasn't actually the curse. That's the main thing. We don't. We don't know that though. And you were like you're saying, yeah, he couldn't go with Kelly because he had all the star stuff swirling around. 
Now he sees Star as a friend. He can right. now in, go in, for Kelly. In quotes, he sees her as a friend now. So I, I agree. We might do a plot line of Kelko actually dating because Marco is bar- is uh, denying and burying his feelings oh. for Star. Oh, but it will come oh, back to the surface in the series finale. There's, there's Okay, let me talk to the fandom again. <laughs> I did this last week. Fandom, oh, stop being so annoying again. Uh, just shut up about this episode once again. This is not. The is end this of the world. really getting that that much fervor? Because I feel like this yeah. is so like on. on I've seen on many like posts a, a of. I'm dropping the show. Mm-hmm. Screw the crew. I'm dropping. Like, shut up. Okay, <laughs> this is what we signed up for. It's a series long. Will they? Won't they? And it's still happen. It's still Starco still scheduled for the series finale. It's super annoying. It's going to do that. Take this long, but this is what we're all we all signed up for. You can't uh, be mad. Like, uh, the, like we, maybe if you want to say this episode isn't that great. That's fine. I agree. Um, if you want to like say, uh, I wish that we put them to star and Marco together earlier so that we had time to explore their relationship when they're actually dating. I agree with that. But like, this isn't stopping so angry. This is the journey that we're on in season four. All the drama, all the nonsense. Like, that's what the show is. It, it just, just sit back and experience the Starco drama. We got Kel, Kelco's a great. Uh, thing to explore too. That's fine. I don't know why Star and Tom are still together. That's not so great, but it's it's whatever. Um, you know, just just, just let's just chill out. <laughs> that's that's my that's what I have to say here, fan though. Um, let's just chill out. Let's just chill out. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> Never would have thought that I would have heard you say that yeah. ever. <laughs> This 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 was this I understand though because this was me with uh, Katara and Aang and uh, oh, when yeah. I was fourteen so I understand young star fans yeah, what so, you're going through so it, it's like understandable I yeah. guess but like since we have the benefit of we have the perspective here <laughs> being older <laughs> um we're just like yeah whatever yeah, it's it's yeah uh, it, it's 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 okay so like, I, curse of the blood the first time I watched this this was very frustrating because we're like okay it's the time I mean I didn't really think it was the Tom Star breakup episode but it's like okay we're doing big things here and this episode isn't really that big um but i do think it's pretty good I, I this would be my favorite of the three i do really like kelly's world as well but i do think this is a good episode curse the blood moon i love the starco dance revisiting the blood moon the extended blood moon ball sequence um all the angst that comes along with it i think a lot of the humor in curse the blood moon landed for me i know this is gonna not be true across the board but a lot of the humor in this episode landed and um just exploring marco's feelings like this that really worked um kelly's world was a really fun episode i think the last two minutes are excellent and then the rest of it is like zany kelly uh new hair world stuff which is like pr- fun i guess um and then out of business is it's out of business is uh pretty funny it's okay it's a standard episode. out of business is a terrible episode it's terrible yeah i yeah. wasn't too much okay of okay is, is out of business worse than all four episodes last week is that what you're saying uh, no, remind me the no, four, absolutely the... not. Out of Business was better than last week. I think Out of Business is on par with last week's episode. So it's a standard. Rem- standard. Remind me what last week's episode nah, were. Nah, we, okay. don't need, we, don't, we, don't, we don't need to revisit <laughs> okay. that. Wow. So, uh, so based on that, I'm going to say yes, it was worse than last four episodes. Okay, okay. <laughs> Look, I mean, uh, it's it's even less, it's more pointless than the last week's episodes. I'll say that. Um, but we will come back to that in the last two minutes yeah, of the yeah. podcast. Uh, let's talk uh, Curse of the Blood Moon. Um, so Michelle, Michelle is, is speaking for the fandom here saying Starko's dead and, uh, either you're cel- they're celebrating or they're uh, angsting about it. But, uh, she, <laughs> what, what, so what, Michelle, what do you have to say after hearing, uh, what, what our explanations of why Starko might not be dead? What's, what's your response? My response is that's really stupid. And the reason <laughs> I was, there, no, it, it would be really stupid if that ends up being true because the, the main reason like i honestly like of all the ships out there like marco 
Kylo and Star getting together is like really the least that concerns me in my active ships for any show. Because if they're good friends, like I don't care. They're going to be fine no matter what happens. They're still going to have each other in some capacity. So it's like kind of a moot point to me. But the reason I was excited was like, wow, so they severed it and now they're friends. Is that 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 would be such a great bold thing. I mean, it would be very annoying that they were like messing around doing the will they won't they for so many seasons. But to 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 pretend that it's over and then to drag that poor corpse back till the end of the, the finale of the show. That's like <laughs> terrible. That would be so like, what's the point? I mean, we've done the song and dance since season two we don't need to keep doing Michelle, this the, the so point is the, the, the drama the drama well, of it not, no no it's not dramatic anymore because like if you're right then everyone guessed it and it's like you, people get tired of being jerked around after a certain point you can't keep doing it that's not yeah well that's what they're that's doing. not cool <laughs> that's what's happening so, <laughs> I, i'd like to i'd like, I would to, like say, to believe like, yeah that, that's not the case and he actually is gonna be with kelly and tom is a better person now too and star can be mm. with them and, and they can coexist I think ultimately that is the best scenario. And I will follow that up by saying the reason Star and Marco should not be in a relationship right now is because they cannot be honest with each other about how they feel. That is such a huge part of a relationship and their inability to confront that for like a year and a half is so stupid. Marco and Kelly admitted their feelings in one episode and it was healthy and normal and fine. Okay, if Marco okay. and Star can't do that, then they don't deserve to be together. So uh, drop mic. That's how I feel <laughs> forever so marco uh, and kelly were also I, no, no no let me marco and kelly were also harboring feelings for a while and marco this is the honesty episode marco admits his feelings to star in front of everyone what a bold move and star i guess does not admit it but That's not that star has tom admitted for her yes th- this is them admitting they being truthful That's about their feelings Star can't do it herself. She's not mature enough to be in that relationship with him. Also, and I like you described it. Tom and Star as coexisting. Like that's not a ringing endorsement of their relationship. <laughs> I feel like. Uh, can Can I just say I I agree with Michelle that if we were to go down this road of the two friends being friends, developing feelings for each other, but it's just not happening at the right time, and that they end up going in different relationships, and they're back to being friends. Like that's kind of a story that doesn't get told as it would often be really bold, as yeah, yeah. yeah it would it would, it would so be more more, more of an interesting road to take because that's just one that isn't taken that much, and it's a realistic one. Like the the, the, the actual parts of this that deal with the the struggle of like how to deal with your internal emotions when you feel something for someone who just isn't in a position to receive those feelings at the moment like that's a real thing and something that I don't think many shows many kids shows or shows otherwise really deal with unless they give you the happy ending of oh but they realize their feelings for each other at the very end and they'll get together no matter what but that's not how it works in real life so like exactly. I, I get so so I agree with the take that like if we went down this road of yeah it's done for good this ends with them being best friends and that's fine and the show says that's fine like that would be great I just don't have any trust in this show to do that though that's my problem yeah I, I agree it would be very bold it would be a very bold thing to do and I did for a split second consider it but it's just not happening um but uh, the, the the thing is it's it's not I don't agree that this is like okay it, it would be a bold plot line for them to like will they won't they then they get together it's like oh we don't actually work together we're better as friends but that hasn't happened like there's it's i don't agree that star and marco have don't work together they 
yet. We have not seen them uh, together. We They still have these intense feelings for each other as this episode explores. The honesty thing is a fair point. They're also teenagers and dealing with these uh, intense feelings, and they've had kind of crazy circumstances on top of it like this episode. But, uh, but they've also kind of been a little more public, I feel like, than typically these typical relationships go like honest and, and open with their feelings for each other they we've they've talked about it at various points um and uh, this was another episode of them exploring it so i think the key element that it's missing is that it's not a thing where it's like oh we tried and we don't work that well together no they just there's there's too much in the way and there's too much like teenage angst drama um like for them to actually have gotten together yet that's that's why this isn't the path we're on um, because it's not like we'll do the mature thing and just be friends. Like, what's there, there's no mature thing. They like broke a curse in like a very immature manner. Like this was the, the this episode was not like the uh, the mature severing of their feelings. This was like a uh, nonsense drama, uh, supernatural thing. Uh, Tom's like leading them to do this, and like during the process, stars like was there even a curse? Won't we just have feelings for each other? Um, I definitely I definitely don't think this is like the trajectory if we are going to do this uh, bold move of not uh, making them end up together um yeah sam what do you you do you still forecast starco at the end here obviously like (laughs) i don't know like like we mentioned it before dylan like at at least you and i going back to like over a decade ago um you know like we've been through this whole thing it's really obvious that that's what's gonna happen and I don't think, you know, Star versus the Forces of Evil... Not the, no, I'm not trying to, like, rag on anybody in the creative team. But I don't think they're going to, like, do something against the status quo in that sense. You know what I mean? Like, they obviously set up these characters so that, oh, they're going to be together. And they're going to have this uh, blah, 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 blah. And it's going to be happy. And they're going to kiss. And then they'll do whatever when the show ends. It's fine. You know, I... I am mature enough to enjoy sweet little nothings like this, I guess. Uh, I don't know. It's going to happen. Who cares? <laughs> we that, care. We Starco Legion I, care. I, I know. No, don't. Do not call yourself JK. the Starco Legion. That no. is the worst. It's, 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 not the- I, it's not Okay. It's not that I don't care. It's not that I'm implying that people don't care. It's like, for me, it's just like, yeah, Call me when I don't know Jana and Star get together, and then I'll actually be excited about. Right, well, that—that's the thing because mm. the the, re- the boldest thing would be taking exploring Star's feelings for girls that we talked about in Ransom Graham. Yeah, and dude. having Star and Marco not get together, but Star gets together with a girl. Like that would be the boldest thing to do. Um, but I don't. Tom Tomco Star Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, wow. Good. That'd be good, yes. But we, we Tomko actually, a thing the show has talked about. Um, yeah, or start Jana. You, we're coming into the season. We're like, oh, is Jana going to be gay? Is that what they're talking about? It doesn't seem like we're exploring romantic things with Jana after the the well, two Jana appearances just, here. It's like a freaking I don't know. What would yeah. She's a troll. That, that's her, her only purpose yeah, is right. to troll. I, th- I, th- I think uh, yeah, I'm very pretty confident we're not doing anything deep with Jana like that after this, unfortunately. Um, but big big Jana week. We'll get into that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it, the, the, the worry with this is that it's, it's going to be more of Curse of the Blood Moon, which is like good, but not necessarily great with, we're extending Starco until they get together in the series finale. Like, okay, now we have f- f- 10 more weeks of, uh, of this, right? Like, h- how are we going to do this in an interesting way? So that's like my main concern here. I'd almost rather 
them actually break Starko up in this episode and not explore it again, then spend the rest of the season doing the same thing like we've done. Right. Like, like, make make a strong decision at some point. Exactly. Either way, just this back and forth is so annoying. It's season four. Yeah. Come I, on, I, guys. Yeah, I, I think that they will find a way to explore it. Interestingly, I think the picture is part of that. I know that there's a picture, an episode mm-hmm. at the end of next month that alludes to this picture that we talked about the 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 beach picture. Um, so I think yeah. that, that could get. But yeah, we need to find a way to freshen up this uh, Starcott dynamic. I really think getting them together and having them just be dating would have been a good decision, but we never do that. Um, you know, they just, we just gotta do something. Cause I think curse of the blood moon didn't land as well as it should have. Um, that being said, I still think there's some interesting things here we could build on. So I guess let's get into the end of the episode where they're, um, they need to recreate the, uh, the dance and we go back to the blood moon ball and we get this extended sequence of, of the blood moon ball dance. Um, and, uh, they're inside their memories. Um, and, uh, Star, the star is, uh, scared, um, because they don't, she doesn't want it to work. They, they both like how it is right now with them dancing again, more of this isn't the end of them, right? They both say, I like this. Um, and star, star doesn't want it to happen. What if it was never the blood moon? And then as soon as she says that it shatters. So we don't have to reconsider that again. <laughs> we'll spend the rest yeah. of the season consider. Yep. So, um, Sam, do you, do you agree with star that it was never the blood moon? I want to believe that. I, I like. I. I honestly do. I want to believe that. You know, if you spend however many years they've spent together, that the silly little blood moon curse isn't the only thing tying their emotions together. But I don't know. It's 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 hard because it's sort of like like a placebo effect. You know, mm. like. How do I explain this? It's so like you believe that because something happened, or because like you, like you know you take a pill that you think is gonna like cure your headache or something, but it's actually just like a sugar pill. Then oh yeah, it cures your headache. That's how placebos work. Um, that's sort of what I feel like this whole curse breaking thing was because you know they believe, or at least you know maybe Marco believes Star. But, like, somebody believes that, you know, oh, the curse is broken because we got through it and then we're not going to like each other anymore. So, I don't know. It's I don't, emotions. They're hard. I don't have a smart brain right now. No, I, I, love, no, I love the placebo thing it. because uh, th- that's exactly what this curse breaking is. It's just a placebo. They, there's no actual curse being broken. They just want it to happen. And so they, they take the, the pill of the, the curse breaking. And so they think, okay, our feelings are done. But actually, their feelings were not affected. It was just this uh, thing that uh, mentally is uh, telling them that it happens. Um, yeah. And, uh, um, uh, when we are explained what the severing stone does, it mentions that like along with the severing of the bond, it, you have to sacrifice the memory, uh, a certain memory of you. The grandpa describes it as him sacrificing the memory of them falling in love, but Star describes it as the moment of when they were bonded. So like I found that mm-hmm. difference a little interesting because they're not, because obviously, even at the time, like I don't think that you could call that moment the moment they fell in love. Because of, like after that, Star was kind of annoyed and the stuff was going on. Like that, that actual falling in love would not have, would not have happened for both people until a little bit later and at different times. It, it never was like a mutual, uh, like a thing where they were both in love with each other at the same time, sort of thing. So like 
it, that as well makes it like gives it an added layer of like yeah you were bonded but you weren't even in love at the time so what does how much does this really do yeah i i, I agree that that there's a dissonance like i never saw the blood moon balls them the moment they they fell in love like it so I, the reason they think it's that is because they think all their entire feelings are due to the curse um so that would have started at the blood moon but we know they actually love each other, so it's not uh, it's not the curse. So their feelings would have happened gradually over time, organically at different points. It's it's not that simple. So yeah, they they don't remember. It's a, it's a key ingredient here is after the, afterwards they don't remember what just happened. Unclear if they remember the the blood moon um, ball in the past, but. Um, Either way, this this entire thing is this entire process is predicated on them being cursed in the first place. So there is a version of this that makes sense if they were never cursed that um, this would just not it, it wouldn't result in them uh, like not feeling things anymore. I guess um, I don't know why they were taken into their memories and what what they're not remembering and all that's kind of unclear. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, I think that that's a great point here. Um, uh, here's, here's the key thing is that this is like the first time we've mentioned the blood moon since that last, since the season one episode. Yes. The, the first time I watched, I was like, wait, were they unaware of this the whole time? Like, because uh... I, I, I think I was, I was with Tom that like, because Tom was like, yeah, the dude explained it at the dance, man. You didn't pay attention to any of that. So, so I was like, ago. no. So like, but I was with Tom. I was like, wait, did, did this wasn't known and that like kind of affects the, the watching of the episode when you as the viewer have lived with this knowledge for the entire show and like you're dealing with characters who all of a sudden figure it out so like it, it, it there's like another kind of disconnect there between like how we see the characters versus like what the characters themselves are seeing it's kind of hard to like uh, match those two together in your brain while you're watching yeah, I think the Blood Moon Ball is this uh, iconic episode of Star, probably the most iconic Starco moment. But I think this the reason this episode ultimately isn't like really working is just because it's not a this isn't a plot point. This is just an episode f- like three or four years ago. Like th- there's no follow up like this can't be the follow up with nothing in between and have it be a significant thing in their relationship. I mean, I guess it can. They, they did it here and they did it really well considering they hadn't followed up before. But it just doesn't really work that well because this isn't a major thing hanging over Star and Marco the entire time. Um, like, like what's, uh, is it, it, it is, it is like, it does feel good to follow up on this iconic thing from before, but, um, if this is a plot point, like, I think, I don't, I think this is it. I think it's a one-off and the important thing is they think they're over their feelings. Like if we just go from here from that end result that's fine we shouldn't revisit this though like i don't need the mechanics explained of what actually happened here more than in passing in the future just because um this was never really a cohesive narrative i guess um so i guess that's like a pretty i feel like that's a pretty big criticism like i don't know if i don't know if we should have uh, approached it like this but it did result in this uh, really good scene and we got to extend uh their dance from before um and uh yeah then at the end as we discussed already they they only see them as as best friends now so we're back to just friends here so really we've made no progress since the end of season two just just friends uh yeah no no, that song the just friends song yeah it's really frustrating (laughs) when's our just friends concert sequel i feel like that's an iconic episode that needs to have a sequel as well if we're just doing that um so so tom at the end tom is like oh i felt guilty and star is like uh you should have but it's okay so let's talk about that is tom a giant jerk for hiding this from them for years as this episode i mean like alex was saying we kind of knew what had happened we knew something had happened 
and the fact that neither of them figured it out, like, I don't know if that's necessarily on Tom, but he probably should have confirmed it at least instead of assuming Star just knew. Yep. Uh, or, or also like take an initiative at some point because like he, at this point he's already figured out that Star has feelings for Ta- for Marco that Marco kissed Star like he, shouldn't he piece the piece yeah. the things together like hey this is beginning to be a problem I should probably fix this so I can have a good relationship yeah Tom's <laughs> like, being like so passive like he, you're dating Star and you know Star and Marco are apparently bonded and that they have these feelings for these feelings for each other you're just sitting back like he's overcompensating I think for like the, the terrible way he he's behaving in the past um, yeah because admittedly yeah. like season one version of tom probably would have done like at all costs to remove this curse and i guess uh, this version of tom is like well i don't want to mess with them behind their backs again so but uh yeah it, it's it's weird but yeah i don't know tom is is weird in this episode tom, tom has been weird in, in this entire season like at times i really like him and at times it's like okay this is just a guy yeah um, well he, he to, wants he wants to like be dating star he wants to be cool and friends with marco and he wants to be like a cool chill boyfriend so um he's trying to like do all of this by like ignoring the problems but it's not healthy to just ignore the problems in in his relationship with star like it is a problem if you know star has feelings for uh the marco and marco still and there's this unaddressed curse and you're like still hanging out with marco and you just see all this behavior happening in front of you and he's just like eating it it's also just not healthy for him to just see um his girlfriend like uh romantically interacting in various ways with with uh, his friends uh so kind of bad for everyone in the way he's handling this i think maybe everybody just needs to chill out and like go be their own people and like stop living in the same place you know just have some separation have like a spa episode. That would work. <laughs> that would, yeah, we need uh, we need to go to the beach and uh, have a, a beach day uh, take photo taken. I think that's the solution. Yeah, huh. but we can still do a spa episode at some point, Dylan. We could, yeah. Well, the the promo was like underwater and underwater spa, like the the poster for this season. I feel like mm. we should do that. But I'm um, into it. Jackie yeah. was in that poster, wasn't she? <laughs> remember Jackie? Who? Oops. Oh yeah, remember her? Jackie. I don't, girl. I, don't know who, I don't know who you're talking about. I don't think she was in the poster, but I don't know. Was she? Was she not? <laughs> I think Jenna. Um, yeah, we'll talk about Okay, so yeah, then uh, at the end, Jenna is getting, she gets her soul severed from itself. Um, what do you think of that move, Sam? Jan at the end of this episode with her soul. Jenna. Okay. What does that even mean? <laughs> it doesn't like, mean anything. So, like, how do, how do you, like, does, does, she says that she has, like, two souls or whatever. I'm like, how does that work? Are they, like, two small little souls? Is it, like, a heart necklace, whatever, when, like, you know, one person has one half, the other person has another, and you just, I, where is this other soul occupying? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. We're confused. She thinks she's half demon. Honestly, um, Joanna has... A lot of soul, I would say, as just like a human being. I think she's she doesn't need to sever herself from it. I think it's, she's just you're saying Jen is valid with who she is, and she doesn't need to be yes. trying to demonify herself. Yeah, yes, we love Jenna. Yeah. All right, well, let's go back to the beginning of this episode. Curse the Blood Moon. We start with this very interesting scene of Marco bringing cereal to Star at midnight to them to open so that they don't wake the baby, which I guess is baby Meteora. Yeah. yeah. 
Which, but it's not, it's not a plot what? point. That. Yeah, but why? Why are they eating cereal at midnight? Like they're fourteen. Go to they, bed. They're just really crazy. They, li- cereal, they like they cereal. Yeah. So weird. There's no precursor. To this. Yeah, I feel like there's an episode missing where yeah. they like babysit Meteora. Like I feel it's like coming it, later, but yeah, they really. So like, if that exists, then that probably should go before this episode. Right. So. It, it makes it seem like it's out of order. But the, the episodes are carefully ordered though, because Kelly's role definitely comes before Curse. Um, I don't know, but this is this is such a weird scene. But it's also like a very cute Starko scene of uh, the two of them, and then Marco starts freaking out over Star doing the. Uh, the two marshmallow things giving the, the, All right. the, the... wait so two things yes, yes. one hot take on cold food cereal i like cereal a lot especially like lucky charms right? me too what's the best two. cereal sam um honestly i love captain crunch i know it's terrible for you but <laughs> i i always liked it um Two, I also do that with cereal. I also have to I have to leave three pieces together so that they're friends and I eat them together at the end. That's how I eat my cereal. Well, well, you're a star. I uh, yeah, but like I have three instead of two because that's like a whole story we can get into another day. (laughs) There's a story behind that. Interesting. No, it it is animated animation related. Oh, really? We could say it then. Oh, wow. Okay. um, So when I was a kid, I really liked the show Doug. And I thought like Doug Skeeter and Patty Mayonnaise were like such great friends together. And so when I would eat my cereal, I was like, I want these three pieces of cereal to be together like Doug Skeeter and Patty Mayonnaise. The end. Wow. Okay. I like it. More, I feel like there's more, uh, more thought behind it than Star leaving the second one, so the first one wouldn't be lonely. But uh, Mar- Marco is into that, and um, it's it's uh, this is, I I, I, I kind of like this as a uh, as a representation of Marco's feelings for Star. It's it's like oh he's like really into the very Star quirky things about her. I I think that's like a very endearing way of showing his feelings, and he he goes to consult Eclipsa about. His I, I really I really like this scene, like M- M- Marco being very open to Eclipsa, Eclipsa handling it fa- fairly maturely, and like, yeah. hey, like your feelings are valid. You shouldn't. You, the the desire to erase them is natural, but also like you should try try to be like you know okay with that, like accept that that's a part of you, sort of thing. So like th- this conversation feels very like meaningful so i, yes, I, I like it eclipsa says feelings are worth feelings even if they hurt yeah mm-hmm. um, it's mm-hmm. it's deep and uh marco says every time i think i'm over her and i like someone else i get marshmallows oh yeah that's cute um so yeah I, I really like this too i like the um this like um friendship mentorship between eclipsa and marco we should see more of it if that's a thing but yeah it's it's it's, it was, it's a nice scene and then at the end eclipsa's brushing Globgor's teeth um didn't get that by brushing the ice equals brushing the teeth. I don't know if that's a thing to make her feel better. It, uh, it probably is. You know, yeah. like she wants to make him look nice because he's a. And like, also, it's midnight, so like uh, you're, you're like at, at night alone with your feelings. You like want to do something mm. for him. Yeah. yeah. Is this was a week? This should be noted. This is a week off from the heavy Eclipsa stuff we got last week. We talked so much on the podcast last week about everything with Eclipsa and. Um, this is more about uh, Starko feelings th- this week. So we'll see if we're back to some of this Eclipse of Plot stuff uh, next week here. Um, big Janna week as well. We can So in the first episode, uh, we can cut between that. Janna comes in and um, she like steals Marco's uh, wallet. And then she's like, I'm coming and starts like, who cares why Janna's here? She's coming. That's fine. So basically making a joke out of uh, 
out of Jenna just randomly showing up. And then she's back in the second episode and uh, she's um, wants to hypnotize Marco to help. And then she does do something with him for 14 hours uh, undetermined in the bathroom. And uh, then she's uh, she's tagging along for the rest of the adventure. Do we like Sam? Do you like the role Jenna plays in this episode? Uh, yes. When so, when I, I'm <laughs> anyway. Uh, when she was eating the popcorn and yeah, living in the drama, good. I felt that I was like hashtag me. That's us. Yeah, I like that she just like drags Marco into the bathroom to have like this 14 hour seance. I don't know. Anyway, I love, love her. Can't wait. Goodbye. Okay. Uh, Jackie was not in the poster. Neither was Jana just for the correction from earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, it was Ponyhead, who is, <laughs> who is actually a main character in this season. I'm sure. Uh, she's in one episode so far. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Michelle, what do you, what do you, what are your thoughts on Jana here and her role in the show? Okay. This season moving forward. I mean, it's nice to see her again. She's one of the characters I like the most of the ensemble. Uh, I mean, I don't know what we're really going to do with her if she sticks around for a while. But, I mean, I guess she could be a help in a battle. Like, she'd probably be really gung-ho about it, along with Kelly. So, I, I guess it's like a net positive that she's here. I feel fine about her. Yeah, we feel we feel fine about Jana. She could, we could do yeah. no, 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 Alex. No, like oh. I don't. This is like another thing that makes me think, like, why are we going back to season one dynamics? We're in season, we're in the final season, and we're going back to Jana just popping up, being a troll in places. You know, like it, it, it's. I don't think it's necessarily her, and I feel I don't want to get to the point where it's like I hate Jana. But because I feel like I've had uh, I've enjoyed some Jana episodes in the past, but I think it's more just like she pops up out of nowhere after being disappeared for like a season and a half. And it's she's the same character. She does isn't really adding much to the episode. I, I the 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 occult jokes are pretty much the same that they've always been. So that's uh, just to me like it feels old it feels like a retrodden territory and so like i i didn't enjoy that that's part of why i didn't enjoy the out of business episode at all because uh, again it just feels like over the top zany humor that's already been done by the show and then curse the blood moon it's like yeah we we like we're going back to the hypnotism joke and the Mar- marco hates being around Jana. Jana messes with marco that's the same thing it's always been there's no development at all so like it's a one it's a one note character and that, that's kind of, that's kind of my problem i think that in small doses it's fine but like here we had like a very concentrated dose and i just couldn't handle it concentrated dose of Jana. yeah that is true uh, I agree. It is pretty one note of, of, of we, we could use we could do some more depth for a character. It's it's fine. I don't think this is near the top of our problems list, but it is it is representative of some of the things we're doing this season. Yeah, I, I mean, I hate to agree, but I agree. Like like I love her, but she's just like, oh, check me out. I have a weird obsession with Marco, and I like demons. I'm Jenna. Mm-hmm. We got th- we, maybe we'll have a plot line with her, an actual plot line. I mean, in in the in the trailer, like, isn't there like a, like a, a, like twenty Janas or whatever? So like, so I guess that's gonna follow up on this soul splitting. I don't remember that. Oh, wow. wow. Maybe this is that is the uh, plot line. Is she got her soul split now? She's a uh, ninja. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Twenty whole <laughs> Janas. Wow, that'll be fun. Okay. Um, there will, will it though? 
<laughs> we'll see. There are multiple Marcos in the first episode, or yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so here's this. I, I like the scene as well. That's why I kind of like this episode, even though I don't think it's like spectacular. I think like the the the, the serial scene is great. The eclipse scene's great, and then I also like the scene with Tom. So we go to uh, talk. Marco goes to talk to Star, but Tom's also there. And then, yeah, Janice sits down eating popcorn. Um, Star and Marco in sync explain the ma- the marshmallows thing um, <laughs> at the same time. And uh, Marco says, and it's it's adorable. And he says, every I like every single thing about you. It's unnatural. Um, and Tom that's says, just having a crush on someone, sweetie. Yeah, Tom. Tom says, no, yeah. it's supernatural. Mm-hmm. It's the cr- curse. No, you're just in love with Star. That's that's what this is. Okay. Uh, but no, then it's it's uh, they're they're nonsense teenagers. So we have to do this whole episode about the curse of the blood moon. It's pretty simple. He's just in love with Star. Um, this I, I do like uh, Tom dramatically intercutting about it being supernatural cutting in about that and um the the two souls are eternally bound it shows star and marco yeah 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 and uh tom says star is feelings for marco and uh she like blushes i think that's a really good moment too um and uh, let's go destroy our feelings high five at the end of the scene relatable um there you go then then we go to a lot of underworld stuff i i will say about all the underworld stuff i think that uh the lake house fever episode did this better i think it's just kind of a better version of what we do in the second half of this episode relicor i think was better in that episode um there's a uh, lot I'll, of i'll say though here. like i i enjoyed relicor in this episode at least like it's a second appearance and also like he gets an emotional moment at the end so like that helps his case here mm-hmm. so like i think relicor still still works and there's he there's a lot of him. I really like that he just is clinging onto Marco the entire time, even like in the background. I think that's very funny. But uh, he's just shrieking all the, <laughs> the entire second half of the episode. Um, I don't think like that. That really fell flat for me. Like, oh, he was the guy from uh, Lake House Fever, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. Why bring him back? Like, he's just this dude, and he screams. And I was thinking, God, the guy who like did that voice. I hope he got paid well because that's just like a lot of screaming that you have to do. <laughs> it's a lot of I, screaming. It is a lot of screaming, and like I, I like Tom's relationship with them and like his translation. Like I'm gonna drive you because I'm your grandpa, papa, 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 pa. I like. I thought that was cute, but like. I didn't... Yeah, I think I think Relicor is like a gag that worked really well in Lake House Fever, and we could have just let that sit. Uh, but no, we have to bring it back and kind of run it to the ground. Um, so that's, I think that would be the anti argument. Like, yeah, he really worked in that. Ep- and I do think it's, he's still funny in this episode, but, um, it's, you know, we could, we could, we don't have to bring him back just cause he was good before. Um, we'll see, we'll see if we get more reliquary. I assume we're done with him, uh, after, after this. Um, but we're in a study and we're Googling stuff about the blood moon and the curse. And, um, we, uh, oh yeah, then there's like this, uh, elevator scene and uh they're like insulting tom and i like that um but uh, you, you you like tom being insulted wow. yeah i like that i like you. that i like that uh here's a here's here's this here's a scene which may make you uh, love or hate the episode so we have a minute long of marco there's like this thing that this castle that comes up from the floor and marco oh, does an impression gosh. of this like demon bridge troll and he's explaining they have to move the couch and then uh the second one comes in he's like what are they doing he's like it's gonna move the couch it's gotta move eventually it's like oh but they have to fight to the death it's like oh, move the couch. um you 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 sound like you hated this, Alex. 
I, I the first time I watched it, I like groaned aloud, like as the as the Marco monologue was still going and going. It's like, uh, okay, when is this over? Like, uh, I don't know. There's there's something about Marco being holier than thou and like knowing everything that's going on. That like, oh yeah, you fa- you you have before have expressed your dislike of that, yeah. He, yeah, so it it just it rubs me the wrong way being used as a joke here. Uh, the 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 payoff of like the two the two demons like getting like in like petty work arguments like I guess that's fine, but like it just, it's just the build up to it that's like really annoying. It's like can we just get to this to the, to the whatever's next? Yeah, I I thought this was actually very funny. I, the star's zany humor is like pretty hit or miss. Um, but uh, th- this this really hit for me. I really like Marco's uh, entire monologue here. I think it's a nice parody of these types of things. I think uh, Adam MacArthur like had a fantastic monologue here. Uh, he was talking for like a minute plus straight, and uh, it was it was pretty good. And I do like the uh, zaniness of of the two of the, the the demons coming in. It's not like what I wanted from Curse of the Blood Moon. I don't know if I was like, oh, let's do a zany giant gag here, but uh, it's it, it, it was it was fine. I don't know, Michelle. What would you th- what did you think of this part? Uh, I think it dragged a little, but it, I mean, there were like funny was. moments, but they were undercut by the length of it, kind of feeling like padding. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think they're trying to derive humor from the length, but at the same time that uh, makes it long. And uh, yeah, okay. So then, but then they just yeah, lower the tower. It's a risky move to do that. <laughs> Yeah, it, I think so. Um, I guess criticism of the Stars half-hour episodes that they've been doing increasingly much is that they fill time with things like this, like this uh, long mm-hmm. gags. They don't organically make half-hour episodes. It feels like they're writing to the length of the episode. I mean, I don't know if that's true, but that's what it feels like as as an audience member. So uh, I, I, you know, I would prefer like it's a half-hour because of plot, not because we're padding it with a bunch of zany gags. Um, but yeah, then... After that, uh, yeah, stuff about Relicor um, losing his memory of falling in love, and um, then we get into the stuff we already talked about. So there you go. There's Curse of the Blood Moon. Do we have any other thoughts on this episode? Mm. We covered it. Um, I think it's corn schmallows, not marshmallows, or or because it's from Earth. Is it marshmallows? Is that the trick? I'm, what is marshmallows even? Think it's mar. I think they said marshmallows, but they also said corn. There's like corn flakes on Marco's tie. It's kind of confusing. Also, everything's corn. Yeah, I understand why I would think that. But <laughs> there you go. Let's talk about Kelly's Just world. Just like in real life, everything. Oh, is- oh. Uh, also, uh, Marco doesn't like nachos anymore. Did I miss that episode? Nope. <laughs> okay, so that yeah, was just I, introduced. I don't remember here. that either. Yeah, J- Jen, is, uh, Jen is like, yeah, hypnot- uh, Mark is like, you hypnotized me and now I don't like notches anymore. I was like, wait, is this a reference to an episode? Or like, when did this happen? It was like, but yeah, like, it's it's hard to not like nachos. Especially if he names his his uh, his Dragon Cycle nachos. Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, I, don't, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, she, he got hypnotized out of it and he uh, looks good now. So Jenna's, uh, <laughs> Jenna thinks she did a good job. Yeah. Mm. Nachos, man. Okay, they're Kelly's okay. world. They're okay. Oh, no, hot takes on cold food. Nachos hot takes can't on cold food. Yeah, they're okay. Okay, well, nachos are good. Um, so Kelly's world. This is our long anticipated uh, going into of uh, where Kelly comes from, and it's a uh, hair world, and they fight. As it, excuse you. It's the kingdom of Wolandia. Wolandia. R- r- show it some respect. <laughs> they are w- wallets. That is uh, the peoples of Wolandia. Um, and there's libraries. And, uh, yep. Um, yeah. It's very Michelle, colorful. It's very yes. hairy. Michelle, what did you think of finally seeing uh, the, the Kelly's uh, birthplace? What, what, what do you think of Wolandia? 
I mean, it makes perfect sense for Kelly. I mean, so some of the relatives are the houses, and some of them are people who live yep. inside of the yep. other house people. That yep. that's what tripped me up. But everything else just make yeah, you punch people for currency. That's pretty great, and that's why they have so much hair so that they have insulation when they get punched all the time. <laughs> I love that concept. Oh, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. I like that. Um, Alex, notorious and, Kelly Stan. Yeah, and uh, I think that's even the the idea of like them being houses. Like that's even set up by the, the initial introduction of Kelly and Tad because Tad is using Kelly as a house. Yeah. So And then Kelly is using her mom as a house. So like it's all like Russian doll situation here. Or like they're... There might be even bigger houses for the house size ones, but uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed this trip into Kelly World. Like it's uh, it, it's all very it, as Michelle mentioned. Like it all fits with Kelly's character up to this point, which we admittedly know very little of. But like the little we know of her, it fits with the world, and uh, and then just like going from place to place, it never felt like they were really like in one place for too long, and it was all goofy fun. Uh, goofy fun, yeah. I think like the first. Uh, the mo- the last two minutes of this episode, I think, are really gorgeous and um interesting, like feeling stuff we're getting into, and then the rest is kind of like zany star stuff, and it's kind of like special because it's Kelly, um, but it also feels like stars uh classic zany humor for everything well, uh, we're exploring here. Yeah, I-, I think a big part of this that like I I, lo- I love this episode is that the chemistry between Marco and Kelly is much more similar to the chemistry of starred Marco in season one. And like it, when you're initially watching season one, you get all the zany humor, but like at, le- at least speaking personally, you get it all, but you stick around because you enjoy Star and Marco fighting together and like having witty banter between each other. There's not that much rom- romantic drama going on at the time. And most of this episode is basically that like Marco and Kelly, like at the very end, they have that like awesome fight together uh, that Mar- Marco is like listening to, to Kelly's problems and Kelly is being open and honest about things the way star would have been in earlier seasons before she lets all the romantic stuff get, get to her head. So like, it just, it, fe- it, it feels, I mean, I said before, like it feels season one in a bad way, but like this is using the good part of season one to its advantage and like finally getting like two characters who actually enjoy being around each other fully without any baggage and like that that feels refreshing at this point yeah i think that last point's interesting um that there's the 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 starco drama is just baggage that is like weighing down their dynamic which is the core which is the core of the show i think that's like a really valid point um i think like the show still has a lot of episodes which is just pure star and marco happiness zaniness between the two of them i think uh out of business is one of those episodes even if you don't like it i think that's a classic star and marco doing some episode same thing with the first episode last week um, which I, which I really liked, um, the, uh, yeah, which the, the yada yada berries, I think that's like star and Marco investigating things. So I think the show has held on to that, but probably not to the extent that it could have. And maybe, yeah, maybe that is why Marco, I do agree. Marco and Kelly do have great chemistry. Um, I think like Marco is a good, uh, like just like a really good sidekick to, <laughs> to like these, these characters. And I guess, uh, Kelly, Kelly's coming into her own last, uh, you know, season, uh, half of a season here. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I do, I do think they pop, uh, Sam, what do you think of, uh, Marco and Kelly in this episode? Do you feel the, the chemistry between them? Um, I guess, I don't know. It's not as much as star and Marco clearly. <sighs> yes. But like at the same time, I recognize that, you know, they like each other and they kind of want to be together and that's fine. Who cares what I think? 
think, you know? They just want to live their best lives, and they want to be breakup buddies and hold hands, and I think that's fine. Yeah, breakup buddies. That is a uh, (laughs) classic of the show. Booth buddies, breakup buddies here. We got, uh, at the end of this episode, uh, Marcos uh, says, he basically says his feelings for Star getting in the way of other feelings, um, and then they're both blushing, and then we get, like, music and sparklers set off um, in the library. Uh, they're breakup buddies. Kelly misses Mark, uh, kisses Marco on the cheek, and uh, then they're, like, holding hands. Um, so it was a lot of uh, Kelco. Alex, are they going to be dating after this now Now that Marco thinks uh, he's uh, over a star? We're, we're going to get one Kelco episode, and then it'll be right back to Marco. You're like, wait a minute. The star actually have feelings for me still? Oh, I should look into that. So I, I'm going to enjoy, like, the pureness of Calco while it lasts, but like I know it's not gonna last. And I will say also, like the the, the hesitance I still have is that we're still like sticking it to the reboundness of it, which I, I don't think is necessarily like a fully healthy way to go about things, framing it in that uh, in that way. But like at the same time, like they both admit that they have feelings for each other aside from that. Like it's like because they're. They're they're trying to frame it as like, well, we're both coming off of breakups, and so now is like the right time to do it. But like framing it in that way is still a little bit. It, it raises some issues as to like how stable that relationship is going to be later on. Um. Yeah. I. They. They. They definitely present it as having feelings separate from their it like being a reboundness, uh, breakup like breakup buddies. Um, and I think we buy that they do have genuine feelings for each other, but they they both make clear that they still do have feelings for the other person in their life. Um, and I think that's valid. I think it is valid for it. I think they can both have genuine feelings for each other while also having feelings for Tad and Star. Um, so uh, it's 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 like tragic, but it also like we're probably going to explore this now that now that we we ended Curse the Blood Moon when we did. That being said, it's not like Kelly uh, Kelly didn't say she's over tad she said like there's she couldn't block him um so that's i guess something that we'd still need to resolve like uh, i hope she gets over him he's a real dingle dang like he's he's out there like being like a bird so it's like okay whatever tad kelly can do like so much better he's being his best self he's nesting but then what no but like Still isn't good enough, though. That's the problem. <laughs> and, like, he, he's harassing Kelly at this point. Like, yeah. hey, look, look at how great I've been yeah, since we broke, broke up. up. Like, it's just showing off that you're better off without her. So why, then why? Like, why, what what, what good is that going to do, Kelly? Like, the real shock of the episode Tad. is that uh, Tad is alive. Um, Tad is, is alive. Yeah, but he's dead to me, says Kelly. Um, <laughs> but, uh, everyone's like, oh, I forgot Tad. Tad had a dramatic death in the season three finale. How dare you? Do you not remember Kelly? Like, that was, uh, it was an iconic moment. Um, so, do you all just Tad haters? That's all I have to say about this. I mean, this episode didn't do much to, like, fight that. Like, I'm going to keep hating Tad just Well, fine. yeah, the show wants you to hate Tad. I just defend him. So, that's, that's okay. <laughs> uh he yeah just just because the show wants me to hate tad doesn't mean i will um he's he's uh he's he's nesting he's he's contributing 
Well, also, can we say how bold it is that it's like life isn't worth living unless you're making a difference? Like, no, that's not a healthy way to live life, okay? Like, you're allowed to be happy just doing your thing. Like, you don't have to feel the pressure of, wow. like, like making a, a lot of other people's lives better in the process and, like, you feeling like a failure if you're not doing that. And that's why Kelly feels depressed because he's, she's getting these kind of, like, grand statements about happiness in life. And like, right? And she's like, okay, well, I'm depressed now. I'm gonna like lay on the couch because yeah, I'm not, not doing that. It's not that. a nice thing he's doing for sure. And this is like a parody of uh, things people people will do in our world. Um, and uh, like, is yeah, this, this is a classic. This is a real thing. Like, if you br- break up with someone and then they're like doing some uh, activist thing and they're like shoving it in your face, right? This yeah, this is the the, the premise for 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 what we're doing with Tad here. And I do think it's very funny. I feel like I feel like Tad. I feel like I hated him at first, or like I hated the concept in the show. I feel like we've used Tad in a very well, a very funny way <laughs> the last few appearances he's had. Um, like I think, I think like, I don't know. Do you agree, Alex? Like, but you hate he's, Tad here, but filling, it is fun. He's right? filling his role well. I, yeah. I agree with that. Like yeah. he, he's serving the bad ex boyfriend. Right. The only problem is I don't really get why Kelly in the past has kept going back to Tad yeah. because I don't think the show has done enough to really like sell sell us on that part of it. Yeah, but well, I, ter- th- I think it's also a statement about just how this works in in life. You know, you have a friend. You're like, why do they? Why are they keep going back to this person? Yeah, so, you know, yeah, yeah. I think that's what we're kind of going for here. But we we did that already though so i do think we can move on from tad here and i don't know maybe we will although that would require kelly being in other episodes soon as as we alluded to who knows if that will happen um what are what are other highlights do we have from this uh this episode yeah the okay the it's it's just hair yeah the map kelly drew for for marco i liked that um kelly's dad it's like threatening marco I thought that there were like, a couple of lesbians in this, but I don't. I, I'm not sure. No, you're right. There, there are some gay, some gay house because one of the house when they're going to the train or the bus or whatever, one of the houses says, "Oh, I'm late for work," and then like the smaller one says, "Have a good day, sweetie," and like they both have female voices. So like, but I, I don't know, like, what does it mean? It's yeah, gay hair, Sam. Okay, I know, but like, do you usually call your like your love your girlfriend whatever sweetie like i feel like that's more like for like a kid so maybe it's like mother daughter i don't know who knows yeah, man that's also possible yeah right um yeah it's it's uh, that's how we're getting our queer rep this season is gay <laughs> hair yeah gay uh-huh. hair no we had we had but we have by star so everything's okay um hopefully we'll follow up on that still nothing still nothing <laughs> since then um we uh the returning the library book uh, marco gets pink hair to wear as he's going around and um they're they're doing like dual karate too. That's another thing. That's yeah, they fuse. Kind of yeah, they oh they fuse. What's Marco and Kelly's fusion? Um. Uh. Well, we can't call it Calico because that's the ship name. Uh. Uh. Bushwhacker. I don't know. Ah! No, Bushwhacker. <laughs> no. Oh, no. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Uh, hey, if anyone has a better alternative, feel free to Let suggest. us know in the comments. Yeah. What, uh, what is a rock that would be them? I guess Moss. Be rocks. Moss, mm, yeah. Moss, I like it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, uh, but, but, uh, but yeah, like speak, speaking of, like I think we've already mentioned, like how beautiful the ending is. Like the choreography is really good. The the librarian is a, a nice adversary with like her four swords, and they do like some sword fighting before the kicking starts. Like it's all it's all a pretty a pretty good classic star fight in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think so. And then just the 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 visuals of the ending and them exp- their feelings for each other and their blushing and everything. I think that's all really fantastic. So I really do really like that in this episode. I think this would be my I guess like 
fourth favorite of the season or something. If you want to say it's better than Curse of the Blood Moon, I'm fine with that because I don't think either. I don't know if either is like standing out for me too much. Um, but uh, there's it was very fun to see. This is like a requisite thing to do at the end. Finally, see the Kelly origins. Um, and we'll see what we do with Kelly moving forward. Any Alex? Any other Kelly comments we didn't get out there? Um, well, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I felt very relatable to Kelly in terms of, like, the opening impression of her. Like, I, 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 we've seen Kelly depressed before, but, like, that that's a part of her personality that I relate to a lot. And so, like, her just, like, watching TV laid out on the couch, like, it's a thing that happens. Sometimes you don't feel like doing anything, but then you have friends who, like, show up to, like, pull, pull you out and, like, help, help you do things to get your mind off and that that feels good that like kelly now has friends that are coming to help her maybe something that she didn't really have before uh, before the show started so i i like that part of it and uh also marco um we actually do get some mentions for his uh, heritage in this episode at the beginning he's uh, showing up with ingredients to make tortas which are like mexican sandwiches and then at the very end like there's a re- apparently kelly knows his middle name it's like I-, I thought your middle name was ubaldo and it's like well it's spanish for hopeless no i don't think i know spanish actually so yeah so yeah what do you what do you think of marco not knowing spanish uh, alluding to that here I mean, it's realistic in terms of, I mean, like, I didn't know Spanish until I, like, became, like, a teenager and I, like, I put effort into learning because, like, even if you grow up, it, it like, as in, in, in American, like, you go to school all the time in English and then your parents speak English to you, like, in an effort to, like, keep, keep because there, there's still, like, this stigma of, like, in some families of, like, needing to keep the, the child, like, not confused, even though, like, now there's, like, that effort that, like, being biling- bilingual is actually, like, helpful for your for your brain stuff, but, like, there, there's still some families that don't do that. So, anyway, like, I think that that's such a, re- a realistic thing that, like, even if you're of that heritage, that, like, sometimes you don't grow up speaking Spanish, and it's something that you need to learn anyway. So I, I I enjoy it, and I enjoy the mention of tortas. So like I, I've I've been wishy washy on the representation of Marco as Mexican in this show, but I think this is like an, one of the better episodes in handling that, in my opinion. Yeah, I, uh, that's cool. Nice. Um, I think it's better than like Lance speaking Spanish in Voltron. I think this avoids that. That'd be my my take. Um, but uh, the, the compl- I, we refer to <laughs> discussion on that. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's a nice thing to do. And, yeah, we brought back the tortas from the episode last week. Yeah. So um, there's a follow-up on them making uh, – they get their cooking segment. Right. And, like, that's another good thing about Calco is, like, it, it hasn't been these one-off episodes because they've also had, like, interactions in the background of other episodes. So, like, it feels a little more, like, established than – like other shows might have done these kind of things. Like also in the, 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 the booth buddies, like they were at the, 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 the wedding together. So like, it's been built up enough that like, I, I think that helps to make Calco a more um, believable ship in, in the grand scheme of things. Even if you subscribe to Starco's Endgame. like, I, I think that Calco has had enough build up that it feels good. It was very cute. This episode it certainly does feel, uh, you know, biggest Starco shipper. I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm not anti Kelco. So very, very nicely presented here. Uh, anti Taurus, Tom Star, but not anti Kelco. I thought um, you anti Taurus, like whatever, Dylan. Anti Taurus. Yeah, that's what you said. Anti Tom Star. No, you. You messed no, up. No, I am. Ta- I am Taurus. 
I know. Yeah, so I, I don't know what this means. Okay, uh, out of business. Hashtag astrology. We, yeah, we can quickly run through this. Um, and Michelle, I don't remember if you voiced your thoughts on out of business. Uh, you any part any part of this episode stand out to you? Uh, um, I mean, I'm glad they didn't. I, I'm glad they didn't fall under the trap of staying there forever. Star was right. They were above it. But the fact that Marco at the last minute wanted to go back for the babies was pretty funny. So that was a high point for me. <laughs> Is that why you wanted to go back? Or not for the- yeah, for the Marco babies. <laughs> yeah, he says, I need to save the babies. Yeah. Man, that is, that's noble. I mean, they, they are just children. They are a part of him, technically. So it's, it's- Baby Marco with wheels, wheels for hands. That's what, yeah. that's what it was. Okay. Hey guys, um, did, did you remember that Marco's supposed to have a little little brother? Remember honestly, what that was going to happen? Marco that's Jr. what I thought the first one was, and then the second one. I thought Janet just like ripped uh, Marco Jr. from Earth. <laughs> <laughs> that evil! Put- wow. She could do it. She just Ooh, shows up in this episode. She's like, oh, don't worry about it. I- she probably did like a whole. You know, in Adventure Time, they would do like a whole ritual to get into the Nidosphere. That's probably what she did here. <laughs> wow. Janna is basically a pet butt, though. She is. That's yeah, true. It's kind of the same. Um, Alex, any highlights from Out of Business? Favorite, um, part? Uh, favorite part is hard because I'm trying to think of a part I enjoyed about this episode. That's harsh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's, there's there's a lot there's a lot of stuff that I didn't like, like Marco <laughs> celebrating for a long time about Quest Buy going out of business, which makes no sense to me because Quest Buy is not important to this show. Okay, we've uh, had multiple uh, Quest Buy episodes, Alex. Sure. Uh, okay. I'm like, I don't care. Um, <laughs> well, that's yeah, also all true. Stuff, but <laughs> uh, all all this all the stuff that Jana like makes pop out of nowhere, yeah. like evil Marco. And yeah, I like so, I like, like uh, evil Marco with the mole on the other side of his face oh crap it's, yeah it's like marco obsession okay and never really follow up on that ever um star has nice rainbow boots i guess that's a thing and why does she like alvin and the chipmunks i guess that's very fitting for her personality but like the alvin oh. and the chipmunks thing is like feels very very weird <laughs> but you think she's seen the movies the squeakles the oh she's definitely seen yeah. them and I she enjoys she them has. a lot <laughs> Squeakle. You just that's wanted to say squeak, squeakle. That's what it's called. That's what it's called. And the third one's called Road Chip, and yeah. we played it on cartoon like seven times last oh, no. year. Uh, I know the movie way too well. Uh, isn't John? It's not good. I mean, it's not a good movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. John, John Waters yeah. is in Road Chip. Yeah, yeah he's okay. in Road Chip. It's great. <laughs> Uh, what's the, so this, this is this is like our quest by finale this episode and I guess with last sure. season we have to do finales we have to do the Kelly origin and to do the quest by finale episode none of the quest by episodes were ever that great but this is um this is a, I like I like having the ransom Graham uh, lady in the beginning who That's is funny. that the, the voice act actor sounds so familiar yeah I'm gonna look it up okay this is um, why this is why uh, the internet exists so you can look up voice actors. Yep, that's why it exists. Yeah, I, I guess that that's a good. It, it begins good with ransom Graham male person, so that that's the good yeah. part of this episode. That's like okay, there, that, that was a valid thing to say. Answer that question with yeah. Um, Quest by Marco's excited because that a business sale, but he needs sixteen more wallets. Jana random. I like I like Jana randomly showing up and starving. Like, doesn't matter why Jana's here. Let's go. She's here. Uh, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but it's also frustrating because that's what Jana's character is. But um, if we're doing that, that's a funny way to comment on it. 
Um, uh, who says there's more people than I'm comfortable with? I related to that. Um, and, uh, then Jan is like stealing the uniform. The stock room can read minds and it gives, uh, makes your brain go gooey. Things we make in the stock room. Unicorn cake. Uh, oh, that me. was terrifying. That was terrifying? <laughs> yes. Okay. Why? Good, good, good imagery though of Jana like r- ripping open his throat. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that was. Oh yeah, I remember now. Okay, uh, that was very violent. Yeah. I hated uh, it. Oh no, you feel bad because the unicorn is like gore. Yes. Yeah, and he's gore. like, oh, don't worry, it's just raspberry. I'm like, but that's like, like your that's your insides. <laughs> yeah, like, but yeah. <laughs> like, dude, who it was cares? Very violent. Yeah, who cares if it tastes good? It's you're still dying. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, it's. Uh, wow. Anyway. Okay, you're triggered by the unicorn gore. Yes. Okay. Um, we get no. It was super violent. <laughs> it was very weird. Um, giant eyeball. Um, Star gets like her pigtails curled up. Like that's a new look for her. That was notable. Um, and baby Marco with wheels for hands. We mentioned that dancing penguin. Uh, talking bike named Wheelie. What do we think of the talking bike named Wheelie? Uh-huh. It's it's a lesser version of nachos. Marco already has nachos. Yeah, so why, has would, nachos. why would he want the Wheelie? And there's yeah. also Cloudy. Yeah. yeah. Go nachos, oh, oh, then Cloudy, then Wheelie. Ma- Marco has pizza in a jar at some point, which I want to dig into the logistics of how that works. <laughs> like, is it like a, a sauce that's pizza flavored? No. Is it like, is it like solid? Pizza. It's the evolution no, it's like it's a it's like a jam, but it's like the whole pizza. Can you get like cake in a jar or something? Like there's some dessert yeah. in a jar. Well, yeah, you can make cake in a jar. It's the evolution of canned bread. It's pizza in a jar. Wow, that's wow. You could just make a pizza and just stuff it into a jar, and that's just pizza. Yeah, in a jar. you can just do that. Okay, there <laughs> I you go. Guess so. And then uh, yeah, evil Marco we discussed, and then at the end, Marco is uh, buying the wallets. He wants to get more stuff in the room, but Quest Buy is closed forever. The end. Rip. Rip quest by. End, end of an era. Quest by. End of an era. Okay, that's it. Uh, f- final thoughts on these episodes, Michelle. Uh, they, I liked them significantly more than the last batch, and that's good. And I mean, stuff's obviously going to happen <laughs> by the end of the season. So, I mean, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't want to exhaust my brain thinking about Starco too much. I just like. If they're gonna, I, I feel like I said this last year. If they're gonna commit to one way or the other, they need to just like do it already because jerking nope. people around is like not a good move. Nope, Still, <laughs> sticking it out to the end. That's what the show's decided on. Um, yeah, we we've said it for a while, Michelle. We've we've said they should yeah. do it or not do it, but they oh <laughs> not listened. Okay, uh, Sam, final thoughts. <sighs> you know, love is a really strange thing, and. When you're a teen, it can be hard, and it's like we move like swing sets. We just, like, miss each other at different times, but then sometimes we sync up, and it's okay. But, I don't know, I hope these kids can make it whatever they decide to do with their romantic lives. I hope that they're happy. You're rooting for these crazy kids. Yeah, like any of the crazy kids at this point. You know, as long as yeah. they're happy together. I'm just an observer in their relationship, really. Are we, are we like voyeurs of uh, these yes. children? Yes, exactly. That, that's, that is exactly that's every, what we are. That's every <laughs> single show in existence, man. We're just looking at everybody's lives. 
<laughs> I think that's what's at, especially here. This is, feels especially uh, un- uncouth. <laughs> Observing all of these teenagers' dra- relationship drama. Yep. It's like let's we, let's let's, let's save the world already on the drama. Yeah, I guess we do. I mean, I kind of prefer this stuff, but that's okay. Alex, final thoughts. Uh, emotions are hard, not just for teens, but for adults too. And so, like, this is a a thing that we all have to deal with at some points. And yeah, so I, I don't think that this show is the one to handle it with the maturity that it deserves, but uh, it, it's dealing with them, and that we'll see if how much longer they continue to stretch it out. Um, and Kelly is a nice girl, and Kelly deserves love, and I love Kelly so. As long as, as long as, you know how like Kelly's in the intro of the show and like she's appeared for maybe like two or three, like she's gotten like two or three episodes of her own since that new intro. So like it, it feels unjust and we should fix that. Okay. So we're going to start the change.org petition to get Kelly in the show more. Yeah. Even well, if I it's think, already done, but. Yeah. I think it's a little bit too late for that. <laughs> They, they had their rap party, so but it's not going to work. But we could still start it. Um, we, I'm going to look st- up pictures of people cosplaying as Kelly. Has somebody ever done that? It oh, feels yeah. like an easy enough yeah, cosplay. Yeah, I feel like that would be like super fun. You just like get a shag carpet and put it on yourself. Sam, you're just thinking of shag carpets because of uh, the movie last night. Uh, that's why. Wow, that's um, that's breaking the the meta story of our podcast. <laughs> they don't know that we did that. It's out. The podcast is out. <laughs> like, what is last night to them? It could be in like five years. That's true. Uh, check out the Brave Little Toaster podcast. That's out. Okay. Um, and uh, next week, <laughs> Princess Quasar, Caterpillar, and the Magic Bell. That's one episode. Ghost of Butterfly Castle, Cornball, and Meteora's Lesson. Um, I'm not really inspired by any of these titles, but who knows? <laughs> who knows? Maybe it'll be great. Star will continue weekly through April. Um, who knows? We might be weekly until the finale. I'm sure yet about May, but at the very least we'll be weekly throughout April. Looking forward to Princess Quasar Caterpillar. Um, don't know what that is. And, uh, Meteor, yeah, Meteor's Lesson is the one that I thought meant that they'll be babysitting Meteor. So, um, maybe we'll see if that was supposed to take place before this. Probably not. Uh, but we'll be back next week to cover those episodes of Star Wars. Know you thought of these episodes at overlyanimated.com and the comments are on our YouTube at youtube.com slash overlyanimated. Um, let's plug our Instagram, which is new. Yeah. Uh, I Inst- posted a meme during the podcast. Oh, you did? <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. If okay, I went okay. quiet a little bit there, it's because I was making it. <laughs> Instagram.com slash OVA podcast. Um, so yeah, follow, follow for there. the memes and the. What, oh, you did. What if we kissed in our memory of the blood moon ball while we're trying to sever our bonds? Blush emoji, blush emoji. Yeah, um, that's the okay. meme right now. What? What is? What, explain the meme to me. Oh my god! So okay, you're obviously not on Twitter or Tumblr because nope. that, that's the meme. People would be like, "What if we kissed?" And it's just like a really dumb slash weird place. <laughs> like, what if we kissed? In uh, the therapist's office in The Sopranos. Blush what? emoji, bless emoji. That's what I was saying. Wow. I didn't know a... about this meme either. Look, look, just look up What If We Kiss on Twitter and you'll find a lot of... I'm hip. 
<laughs> yeah, Sam is more helpful. Yeah. It's yeah. on our Instagram. So look for that meme on Instagram.com slash OVA podcast. Um, and uh, we also have other social media. That's uh, Sam isn't posting on those, though, so they're not as good because they don't have the. Uh, we sh- should we post that meme on our Twitter, too? Do you think it's good enough to post on the Twitter? Sam? Um, do you? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. We could get some some traction from that. So. Yeah. Uh, hashtag Starco. Get that. Uh, get 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 those retweets. Um, well, we'll I don't have the Twitter password. It's up to you. Yeah. Well, maybe. Maybe. Okay. Uh, other podcasts. A bunch of podcasts this weekend at OverlyAdmitted.com. Check all them out. Subscribe to us. Not miss our future star podcast. Uh, oh, yeah. Our Patreon at uh, Patreon.com slash OverlyAnimated. Thanks to all of our pay- current patrons, especially our patrons of the podcast. Dr. Cabbage Head, and thanks to our patron ticket producers, John Ryan, Steve, Alex, and you. And also our Discord is uh, uh, overlandmated.com slash Discord. Uh, you can talk about Star with us there. That's it. Thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.